Sunshine Pinchers, welcome back to another episode of Just a Quick Pinch. I'm your host, Connie Wang. Alrighty, I have things I need to tell you. Okay, Pastor Connie is here for another solo sermon episode. The first thing I need you to know is that I have had an awful couple of weeks. Honestly, maybe even an awful month at this point. Um, just being honest with you, it's just been really, really, really hard. I don't know if you felt this way too recently. I've just had a bunch of just fails recently, it feels like. Um, and I feel like the learning curve of being a new grad is so hard, so steep. I feel like in your journey, in my journey, and anyone's journey really, I just feel like the natural progression is just to have a bunch of crappy stuff happens, it sucks, and then you learn, and then it gets better. It's just the natural cycle of things. We all know this, but even knowing this, it still doesn't make it hurt any less when you're in that season of the suckiness. And failure is something that we like to talk about after the fact, okay? We like to talk about the lessons we learn after we process the things. We like to share about our failures after we overcome them and dust ourselves off. But I think the problem with that is that there's this idea that once you overcome the failure, that that's it. I know that's how it seems on social media, um, but I thought a good thing to share about today is just the low that I went through recently because it really helped me gain a lot of perspective. So anyways, I want today's episode to be a source of comfort for you when you're in what I like to call the sticky middle, okay? The sticky, sticky middle. So let me explain what that is. Let's say you had your rock bottom moment. It sucked, but in the moment, maybe you're so busy just trying to like survive and get through it that you're actually okay. I had a moment like this the other day at work, a really sucky situation in the midst of a couple sucky weeks, like I said, and I was able to hold it together at work because I had to, but to my amusement later that day, um, narrator, she was actually not amused, <laughs> but to my amusement later that day, I realized that actually that's not the part that sucks. The failing, the moment of the failing was not the part that sucks. I realized I started to feel dread as the day wrapped up. And as I finished my last patient and I finished typing my last note, I realized the part that sucks is at the end of the day when the staff starts closing down and turning off the lights and I get, I say my goodbyes for the day and then I get into my cold car alone. That's the moment I've been dreading. And it's kind of ironic because you're like, well, shouldn't the sucky part be like the moment it failed? But no, that's the part I'm dreading is the part where I sit alone in my car because that's when you have to be alone with your thoughts and your feelings that's the part that sucks because that's when you have to sit with like your self-loathing thoughts, the replaying of the parts that hurt, that, that is the sticky middle. That's like the nagging kind of like uncomfortable moment of just reconciling what's happened and where you are. And it's the period of time where you have to navigate that empty space between after the rock bottom failure has happened, but before you've reached that achievement and overcoming of the failure. Okay, the sticky middle is where you just feel so low and you now have to somehow find a way to carry on, which I know sounds really dramatic, but in the moment, it really does feel like that. Um, and it's this sticky middle where you just get to decide, okay, what now? Like, what happens next? How am I going to pick myself up from this and continue and make sure that this is not where the story ends? This is not how my story ends. It's really funny. I remember saying to myself and saying to um, my boss, like when all this was going down, I remember saying like, this is just like not how I saw this happening. <laughs> this is like not how I thought this was going to happen. I, this is not where I thought my story was going to go. Um, and I can think of a couple moments on my journey where I felt this moment of like, oh shit, like how am I going to get out of this? 
One that stands out to me is the first time I took a practice test for my DAT exam to get into dental school. And I scored so horribly and I was like kind of not expecting it. I mean, I, I was, but I wasn't, I don't know, something about it hurt a little extra to see how horribly I scored on that practice test. And I was like, oh shit, is this where it ends? Does my story to being a dentist end before it even begins? Another one that stands out is when I failed my first dental school practical. I remember thinking like, oh shit, is this how it ends? Is this my story now? And it, it happened too, like my first week of work. Um, I had some crappy class two failing experiences. We've all been there. And I just thought like, oh shit, is this where I am? So all of these moments, I remember it, it took me a couple days to bounce back. This was not the kind of hit where like you just chat with a friend and then you forget about it right away. These are the moments that sting and they only come like maybe every like couple years or so if you're lucky and I felt like I was supported by my friends, my family, my classmates and my coworkers, but even then the support is still really not enough to protect you from that kind of low, lonely feeling of failure. And that's something I want you listening to realize is that you're really never truly alone first of all, but you're also never alone in that feeling of feeling alone feeling that failure. We've all felt this. But the thing is, it's between you and you only to decide how the story goes from there. Okay. So this is the part of success that I think no one talks about how hard it is, is how to push through when it's not working, when you're at this level of devastation and feeling so low and empty and having that oh shit moment of clarity, right? This is actually the part in those Disney movies where like the music montage starts playing and then the hero starts trying again and again. Like one of my favorite scenes in one of my favorite movies is the scene in Legally Blonde where her ex-boyfriend tells her like, you'll never be smart enough to like get into Harvard Law School and then Elle Woods goes, I'll show you how valuable Elle Woods can be in her like little bunny costume. And then guess what? The music starts playing you see her like practice test after test put in the reps put in the hard work and then magically it gets better in the span of one minute right and the thing is this happens in real life this actually does happen but not in the span of one minute okay it doesn't feel like that it's not this cute little one minute montage because the montage didn't show the lengthy time consuming parts of the sticky middle the following days and weeks after the failure where you question can i do this the parts where you have to like literally just pick yourself back up and do the thing. And the parts where you're having a normal day, relaxing on the weekend, and then all of a sudden you have the intrusive thought and memory of what happened comes back. And that is the sticky middle that I wanted to talk about with you today. So this is how I got through my most recent sticky middle. I mean, I'm still obviously working through it. Like I'm still, like you never really finish in the learning process, but this is at least how I got on the path of feeling better. And that's what I want to help you all with today. So one of the first things that helped me get through most of the sticky middle is that last week when I felt this, this horrible feeling, talking to people that have been through the same thing was very therapeutic, but there is a nuance to this, okay? Because in the moment, it's so easy to feel isolated and feel like this is only happening to you. But the thing is, sometimes you have to hear the right thing from the right person at the right time. Okay, so many, many people have told me like this happened to me. I've gone through everything you're going through right now. It's totally normal for this to happen in your first couple of months of working in the real world. Right. But sometimes no matter how many times you hear something, you still will feel like the world's worst person, the worst dentist, the worst pharmacist, the worst doctor, whatever you are. I remember hearing all these people try to make me feel better saying like, yeah, this happened to me, too. But I still remember thinking after like, yeah, OK, but that probably only happened to you like once. Like I'm way worse than you are. Like you don't get it. I'm I'm way worse. I'm an extra bad 
dentist. Uh, editing Connie here. If any of my patients are listening, I, I was just being dramatic. Okay. I know I'm not a bad dentist. I promise I'm not a bad dentist. Okay. I was just being dramatic. These are things that we tend to tell ourselves. Like no one gets it. No one's as bad as we are. We're the worst in the history of bad. But the thing, the funny thing is we all tell ourselves that. So like, it's not possible. But anyways, I digress. I just remember nothing made me feel better until I pulled up to my apartment and I just like did not want to get out of my car because I knew once I got out of my car, that's, that's, that started the rest of my life where now I have to pick up the pieces and move on. And as dramatic as it sounds, I did not want to do that yet. I was not ready. I was like, do I actually have to get out of this car? Like, what if I just never got out of the car? Like maybe Jamie could come with food. It's okay. It'll be fine. I'll just live in my car. Um, so anyways, as I sat in that car crying, <laughs> I texted my mentor and dentist friend, Michelle, and I don't know why something about sharing every low that I had been through and just unburdening it all to her this time was just different. It hit different to hear her say the same things everyone had been telling me all day, but something about the way she said it, or maybe like who she is to me, or like, I don't know, something about the way she said Connie, literally every single one of these things is something I went through for my first three years of working as a dentist. Something about it just hit me and it took a huge weight off my shoulders. I just felt so validated. I felt like a weight off my shoulders like okay I am a human that deserves to live and get out of this car and move on with my life. I deserve to at least eat dinner and uh, just get started with the rest of my life, right? I don't know. I don't really know what it was. My boss is on average. It takes like someone hearing something seven times for them to actually like have it soak in. So it could be that she happened to be the seventh time I heard something. But my advice to you is that sometimes you need to hear things from the right person at the right time, maybe. So don't be afraid to reach out. Even if you think like, oh, it didn't help me in the past, blah, blah, blah. Like, I don't care how it feels. Don't be afraid to reach out because whatever it is that you're going through, I promise you, someone else has gone through it before. In fact, maybe even more than someone, maybe even everyone I'm thinking everyone on social media has probably gone through this, but they're just not sharing it. Um, but that doesn't mean that it's any less valid for you just because no one's talking about it, okay? So sometimes all you need is to take that weight off of your shoulders to feel like you can carry on, get out of the car, and face that world again. Start the rest of your life again, okay? And if, if you don't feel like you have anyone, my DMs are always open. DM me because I promise you, we have all felt whatever it is that you're feeling right now. So... Uh, lo and behold, turns out I actually did get out of my car. <laughs> I'm not recording this from my car, you guys. I actually left my car that day. Uh, I went about my weekend. I got dinner with Jimmy that night. And then the next day, Saturday, the feeling hit again. Kind of randomly as I was like walking the dog with Jimmy. And then again, as I was out to dinner with him. And this is the tricky part of the sticky middle is that that feeling of lowness and hopelessness is so pervasive that it affects your everyday life now, right? Not just when it happens and sucks. This is like you take it home with you now. So the second thing that helped me feel better in this case was now taking accountability for my part and what had happened. So I talked to my sister previously about learning from our cases, and she mentioned how it is so important to not only learn from our losses and our setbacks when they happen, but also just constantly critique and learn from our wins. Even when it does go well, there's always something you could do better and something to gain. Even when things go well and go your way, there's always something that you can do better. And I think it's easy to forget that sometimes in the hustle and the bustle of the day-to-day, -day, it just it feels more intuitive to think like, oh shit, when the setback happens, that's when you learn. But it's every bit as important to check yourself even when it does work out. And I think that by doing this, by constantly evaluating and checking yourself, it helps you see 
the situation from a more logistical perspective rather than getting emotional about the highs and the lows, the wins and the setbacks, blah, blah, blah. Like it doesn't have to be emotional. By constantly evaluating your work, it just helps you think more rationally. And I think by taking more accountability in this situation, I basically, I just like mentally ran through a checklist of thinking like, okay, Connie, let's review some cases that did go well recently and see what we can do better. This just gave me so much better perspective on where I was in my journey. It reminded me that I did have some wins and this just allowed me, like I said, to separate the emotional reaction from the situation to um, the logistical part of it. And that's just something that really helps. Some of us may think taking accountability has to be painful. And sometimes it is. Don't get me wrong. Maybe, you know, taking accountability, taking accountability, excuse me, does have to be painful. But oftentimes, I think it does lead us to a path of feeling better because it gives us something concrete to work towards and to hope for. And by doing this during reminding yourself of your wins, it helps you build that self-confidence to pull yourself out of that hole too. So the second thing was taking accountability for my part in everything. Ugh, I know it sucks taking accountability, right? But now let's maybe try it. My sister has a point. Eat your vegetables and take accountability for yourself, okay? Then the third time. <laughs> this almost feels like a Christmas story. I'm like the first night of Christmas. This thing happened. The second night, the second ghost of Christmas passes happened. Anyways, the third ghost of Christmas passed. Sunday night, I felt the Sunday scaries again. <sighs> so what did I do? I tucked myself into bed early, I took a hot shower, I read a book, and I just treated myself right regardless of what was to come tomorrow. I had this moment of reckoning with myself that it's just me, myself, and I, okay? No matter what happens tomorrow, I need to take care of myself. And one of my favorite quotes is that, well, so the quote is actually, you can't hate yourself skinny. But I think the quote applies to everything. You can't hate yourself successful. You can't hate yourself into someone that you love. So the only option is to just love yourself, right? So I ask you right now listening, ask yourself, what is a better way that I can just show up and love myself? Because this episode comes out on Black Friday or whenever you're listening to it, but this is our holiday weekend and this is the perfect time to give yourself a little extra rest, some self-love and just evaluation on how you can treat yourself better so that you can show up better for those that depend on you editing Connie again. It's kind of funny. Like the last like 30 seconds of this, it almost sounded like I was gearing up to say like a Black Friday sale deal, Um, which in case anyone's curious, my one Black Friday purchase, I did purchase the Dyson Airwrap for my hair. Am I clinically insane for spending like $500 on a hair curler slash blow dryer? Maybe. But anyways, I'll update you guys. I'm so excited to give it a try. On my most recent retreat to California, which is awesome, Uh, I learned this, I learned about this term called vicarious trauma, which is defined as the emotional trauma or residue from exposure to traumatic stories and experiences of others through work. So basically, it's the trauma that you feel from witnessing fear, pain and terror in others experience. And I think that we just don't give ourselves enough recognition that to work in healthcare means to take on vicarious trauma because we are all constantly absorbing, feeling, and treating our patients' trauma. That's like our job, right? But in order for us to help them, we have to be exposed to this over time. And I just, I feel this so deeply. Every time to- every time I have to inject a patient or cause pain or discomfort or anxiety, every time I see them like gripping the chair or not even the treatment, even just mentioning the treatment, 
I, I feel that. And I used to think like, oh, Connie, you need to not be so sensitive, which is maybe true. Maybe I do need thicker skin. But by hearing that there was a term for this, it made me feel better to know, like, maybe it's not just me being overly sensitive to feel the weight of being this person to cause the trauma. It's just something about identifying a term for this lifted a weight off my shoulders to know it's a real thing, that this is something that can be recognized. And the treatment for this is basically just being more mindful that this exists and taking care of yourself and reaching out to those in similar positions, which is what I'm doing here with you today. So if you have felt this vicarious trauma and exhaustion from working with anxious patients all day, which I'm sure you have by working in healthcare, if you felt this debilitating, low feeling of failure, if you're stuck in that sticky middle where you don't want to get out of your car because now you have to deal with the rest of your life and you'd rather just sit and cry in your car forever, <laughs> you're not alone and we can get through this together, okay? So anyways, I hope that this episode helps you feel validated and seen. Like we've learned from vicarious trauma, sometimes the best treatment is just letting it out, feeling heard, feeling seen, and feeling together, feeling a community. Um, and that's what I hope that I brought you today. So if you like what you heard, please leave a rating and a review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify or wherever you guys listen to podcasts. And other than that, keep me updated. Send me a DM if you want me to um, to relish in the sucky middle with you. I'm here for you. Like I said, the first step is really reaching out. So anyways, hope you guys enjoyed this and I'll see you guys next time. Bye! <music>